You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And the newest hip-hop beats. What? What? I got drops. I'm going to use them. You can't stop me. <laughs> anyway, we're uh, <laughs> we're excited to talk to you today. As Chase cracks open the largest can of Mountain Dew I have ever seen. I don't want to fall asleep during podcasting. Well, we don't want our audience to fall asleep either, so... Pick up a Mountain Dew and enjoy along with us here. <laughs> cheers. Yes, cheers. That thing is enormous. It's massive. You have to have a like a special license to purchase those. Yeah, you have to be Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> this is the I hate to tell you this, Chase, but I don't think that that's that's something they would approve of. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the hot caffeine that we can't have. Not yeah, yeah, caffeine. that makes a lot of sense. I'm still wrapping my head around that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right, what are we talking about today, Greg? So, um. Here's a little introduction as to to why I'm talking about this. So my wife and I, we've been <clears throat> putting off some adventures and stuff. We've been trying to have a another child. Um, that is an adventure for a while. In That's itself. an adventure, but Joy. she's yeah. due to various health problems. It's been difficult. We've been trying to for five years to have another child, and which that sucks. I'm sorry. And uh, she's had a couple of. Uh, she's gotten pregnant a couple of times, had some miscarriages that got in the way of some of our adventures that we had planned and stuff. And so she's always just kind of been. By like, the way, that was a terrible experience and they didn't get in the way of the adventures. They were just, they were an issue. That, yeah, not uh, during the adventure, yeah. but the. Uh, I just want to say that we feel really bad about that. Yeah. I just want to make sure you can sleep in the same bed as your wife when you go home tonight. To make, <laughs> keep trying. Just trying to <laughs> save it is all. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so... I'm going to uh, make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, it's kind of been this emotional thing for us, and, and, uh, and especially for my wife, of course. She recently was watching um, The World's Toughest Race. It was that uh, documentary, the Eco Challenge, it's on Amazon. Yeah. She didn't know adventure racing was a thing. Like at all? At all. She didn't even know it existed. Like she's been into ultra running a little bit over the years. She's done a couple of 50s and, and done really well. She's done some bike racing and stuff, but she just loves to be in the outdoors. She loves to mountain bike, or eh, she doesn't love to mountain bike, actually. She loves to <laughs> road bike. <laughs> she loves to um, mountaineer, backpack, uh, trail run, all of those types of things. And when she saw this show and saw that there are races that combine all of that together, she was just like, became upset. Sign me up. It was like something that she can be excited about to get her mind off of uh, not having oh, a baby good. and stuff yeah. like that. And so yeah. anyway, we've been looking and, and looking for adventure races and stuff and we hadn't really found one. Well, today she found uh, something called the Rocky Mountain Adventure Series. 
And it's a series of adventure races all through Colorado, Wyoming, Utah. So um, if I remember, so I was like, I was going to turn pro adventure racing. Right. I bought the book. Mm -hmm. I started working out. I'm like, this is going to be my thing. Uh, And this was 15, 20 years ago. It It was a while ago. Uh, because they were showing adventure racing on main channels on Saturday. Yeah, like, like channel the e- four or five. Like the eco challenge and yeah. stuff was on there. Yeah, and and so my question before is, your day before Chase. Chase was yeah, I never heard of him. Yeah. Chase was doing his own eco challenge at home when he was five years old. Yeah, and, I, was, yeah. I was playing in the sandbox. It's <laughs> it quite the challenge. Uh, they are usually, from what I remember, teams of like five or something. So. Can you do it as a couple, or does it have yeah. to be a team? No, you can. Well, you can do them as a single person. Some of them, depending on which ones, you can do them as a single person, as a couple, as a team of three, team of four. Uh, Eco Challenge is a team of four. These races that we're doing, that we're looking at, uh, two or three or four people, I think, can do them. We're gonna just do them. Probably the two of us, unless we find some other people that just really want to. You have to tell me about this rocky mountain one because a couple of the modalities that made me nervous when i was really thinking about giving it a shot was if there was any white water uh kayaking i was screwed because i didn't know how to do that at the time yeah and and also uh what what's it called when you just use like the compass i mean the orienteering the orienteering part i was like i stuff i i remember being in boy scouts you gotta be a little closer a little closer closer. like like that i think it's dropping when you're you got uh, droopy mic going yeah. on. Droopy mic. Yeah. You don't have okay. to be on it, on it, but a little closer is better. Okay, so perfect for right now. I'll talk like this. Okay. Um, oh, orienteering. Remember being in Boy Scouts, and I could never wrap my head around that stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? And now I see people do it. I've like taken classes at Weber State, and they have like like sections that you learn about orienteering, and I'm still like, man, get this crap. <laughs> well, Jeff, who was one of the original owners of Gear Thirty, gave a couple of classes. Yeah. on it at the shop uh, he's, back he's in the good. day he's yeah. good at it he's got a lot of experience with that ex-military so you learn in the military mm-hmm. and then yeah but that made me i was like i don't know i'm gonna have to find someone who knows how to do that because i don't know how to do that yeah i've you know i've learned some of it i went to to school university of youtube <laughs> and learned uh learned i mean for the money that's a pretty good place to it learn is, yeah, it is good you know yeah uh, i mean the information is not maybe as reliable as you'd want. You just watch sometimes. three or four videos yeah. instead of one. Right. You watch the one, you could be led astray. Right. But, but if you watch four of them and you have four different opinions, and you're probably... Pick the one in the middle. One, yeah. one of them <laughs> is probably <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've known how to do the orienteering stuff. You can since, adjust that if you want. I just muted your mic, so if you want to tighten that. Since I was a Boy Scout, um, I learned the basics, and then I've learned more over the years. I'm not great at it. I don't. I don't do a lot of it, but I can. I know the basics and can get by. But I'm. <laughs> I um, but I loved to mountain bike. I used to mountain bike race as a teenager, and I then I got into road bike racing. But I loved to mountain bike, love mountaineering, love backpacking, love. Uh, and your wife does. I love suffering. Likes My wife likes to yeah. do all that stuff, and and so this is going to be our jam for this year. I think we're going to try it out and just. There's a a race in, in Wyoming, <clears throat> in the Tetons. Actually, it might even be it might be Idaho. Uh, it's in, yeah, I think it starts in Idaho. It's right on the border. Does it crossover. Driggs, yeah, like the Driggs area. Yeah. Swan Valley, um, or uh, I guess that's 
considered. Yeah, it, that's Swan Valley that goes up into Driggs, right? Uh, sure. Star Valley is <clears throat> uh, is south of. I thought it was Trumpeter. T- <laughs> Swan Valley. Anyway, yeah, over <laughs> over in that area, the yeah. Teton area, there's another race in the Wind Rivers, um, but it doesn't go like deep into the backcountry of the Wind Rivers. Uh, but it, even still, there's another one in the Wind Rivers that looks awesome. And then there's a 48-hour race. These are each of these are like the Wind River ones, like an eight-hour race. The Teton ones a 24-hour race, and then. And that's the one that we want to do. And then there's one in Colorado, a 48-hour race, which I think sounds sweet. This but is the, going to strengthen your relationship? <laughs> you know what? We, or... have, we have done um, we've done some suffer fest together, and we're still married. Yeah. There you go. So, so I think we can do it. I might have missed the first part of this. Is this all stemming from the show World's Toughest Race? That kind of sparked more it's, of Kelsey's it's desire. It sparked. Well, she just didn't know it. It existed. Okay. And that was where that was how she was introduced to it. Like, oh, it, adventure racing's a thing, and so she mountain biking's the only thing that she's and she's actually a decent mountain biker. She just hasn't done a ton of it. She's a really strong biker, strong road biker. She needs to get used to. Man, are any of biking. those adventure races? Do any of them include like a par three? Yeah. Because I know your wife. Yeah, she's she would kill it if yeah. that were were the case. Um nope. No. No, no. par three. What about par fours? Yeah. <laughs> no. Par five so only. Is this sorry, I'm stuck. I've heard so many t- people talk about this world's toughest race TV series. Do they just go to random races like the one in Tetons and the one in Colorado, or do they put on races and have people come and race their race and they document it? Well, that was the Eco's challenge. I think it was its <clears throat> own race, right? And right. But that thing was worldwide. They would do a race in the Amazon or something, and yeah. then go like it was global. And you were professional. They had pro teams that would go race. Okay, so is this show that's on Netflix, or whatever? Is it like can I go do a world's toughest race? So what? yes, you can, but you have to apply for it and get accepted. So it's kind of like like Survivor, no, in, in a sense of like you apply to go do this. No, thing. so the race is a race, just like anyone, just else. like any anybody can apply for it. Anybody can get in, um, but there are certain qualifications for the for the eco challenge. Oh, so the eco challenge is part is the, of the eco challenge is the race. The oh, world's man. toughest race is the name of this little reality show on on Amazon Prime. And they Prime, use the Eco Race. Following the Eco Challenge. Okay. Following uh, the racers in the Eco Challenge. And the Eco Challenge is currently a thing going on. Yes. Okay. So they did one in Fiji uh, a couple years ago, and then this last one this year, I don't know if it was canceled or not. I think it might have been, but they were going to do it in Patagonia. Mm. And so I think... Just like their warehouse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the okay. Patagonia warehouse. <laughs> it's a big warehouse. I, mean, I don't know why that was so funny. I don't know either. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so it's in in Patagonia, and I don't know if it went through, but I, I think they either they didn't do it this year, or uh, well, I don't know. Either they did it this year, or they didn't do it and they delayed it a year. But I think they're still going to do the one in Patagonia. Okay. Um. So we're just, we were just looking for something because we looked at that and we thought, man, that looks awesome, but we don't, we haven't done adventure racing before. We've done a lot of races, like long races that are 12 hour, 24 hour, even 36 hour type races, like a uh, hundred miler that I did 
should like it took me almost 36 hours because i'm not that good <laughs> so is the eco race like the the iron man of adventure races it's the biggest the, the maybe maybe the best or yeah, most it's, well known it's uh maybe harder to get into yeah so the winner of the eco challenge that's on that show one it took him five and a half days or something to complete Ooh. it okay yeah or, they take or actually maybe it was like six days or something but they came in like five and a half days faster than some of some of the slower teams. Oh, wow. So, I mean, like they were way ahead. But I think the cutoff for that was 11 days or something like that. Okay. I mean, so these guys are going for, I mean, they're sleeping like an hour here and there where they yeah, fit I it in. Yeah, I remember that part of the book that I bought that was basically teaching about um, uh power napping yeah like you gotta here's how you gotta sleep it's two hours here two hours there uh, hour if you, yeah. yeah if you can fit it in um so what we're what we're wanting to do though like the 48 hour one in colorado which i think sounds really cool that would sort of be a uh easy introduction into like the eco challenge but that would be one of the harder races you know around here most of them are are eight hours or 12 hours okay. or maybe 24 hours. There's the one in the Tetons that we want to do is 24 hours. So what does this one in the Tetons entail? Mountain biking, hiking slash mountaineering type stuff, not technical mountaineering, but like off trail hiking. Like could it be trail running or is it like definitely hiking? Oh, you could trail run if you want, but it's most, I think it's a lot of it's off trail. Is that so like you've got uh, fat, Fail running in Europe. Yeah, so you've got a, uh, you've got um, checkpoints that you have to find. You've got a map and checkpoints, but there are no trails okay. taking you from checkpoint to checkpoint. So you have to navigate, <clears throat> and that might mean going up this cliff face, maybe not straight up the cliff face, but like going up this steep hill up onto here. You get there, however you choose to get there, and okay. you just have to kind of and so there. There's sections that are going to be mountain biking. There's sections that are going to be hiking. There's sections that are going to be paddling. So those three disciplines. The paddling is flat water. It's not white water. And, but then the hiking, I think you're off trail just trying to find your way. And then the, the mountain biking, I imagine you've got trails, dirt roads, whatever, to take you places. Um, is this something like you'd have to pack your bike? Mm, no. Maybe. I mean, there might be sections that you do, but I think usually it's like you get to a checkpoint and then you're to a mountain biking leg. And so your bike's there waiting for you. You jump on your mountain yeah. bike, you take off, you bike 15 miles, and then you drop it off and then you're back onto to the <laughs> Jesus hike. Jesus having some mic issues. My mic just... So what you're saying is I need to buy a new bike stand because that yeah. thing keeps failing. Whoa. You got that. <laughs> All right, so when's the first race? So the And can you train to do it this year or Yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. So the one that we want to do um the my, my sincere apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I was twisting the wrong way. Oh. The uh let me see if I can find it. The one that we want to do is called the Teton Ogre Adventure Race. And it is June 26th and 27th. And uh, let me see if I can find some information. Yeah, does it have the distances of all the modalities? No, um, they have a range. Is that something where they tell you last minute? They say there will be these things, but we don't know how far. <laughs> well, 
you've got checkpoints. And so yeah. depending on the route you take, it could take you, you might go straight there in 10 miles, but it's really 10 really rough miles. Or you might take 15 miles getting there on an easier path. So you can make those decisions. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You just, based on your own navigation. Um, so just to. So like if you wanted to, you could just run down the road, call an Uber, Uber, and then run up and destroy everyone. Chase already thinking how to cheat. You can kind of do that if you want. Um, I could win. I could win. So the race details for this race for the twenty-four hour. You know what Down would do? He just hike up and paraglide to the check. Yeah, that does. Does that count? Can you do that if your team all knows how to paraglide? I don't think so. Uh, So here we are. Not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. Two-person co-ed. So here's the team categories: two-person co-ed, two-person male, two-person female, solo male, solo female. For the eight-hour races only, can't do the 24-hour race solo. Or three- to four-person co-ed for the 24-hour race only. And that, it says, is the premier category. So the three- to four-person co-ed sounds like that's the, like, that's the top category. We're probably going to do the two-person co-ed unless we can find one or two other people that really, really want to do it. But and I don't think that's... Like our goal isn't to find more people. If we happen to find people that want to, then we'll add them to the team. But so the 24-hour race, uh, 30 miles approximately of mountain biking, 10 to 15 miles on foot, and 5 to 10 miles flat water paddling, approximately 10,000 to 12,000 feet of elevation gain. So you can imagine. So that doesn't seem that hard. I was looking at that. I'm thinking 30 miles biking, 10 to 15 miles on foot, and five to 10 miles paddling. That's like a that's like a Tuesday for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like a 10 hour, 10 hour thing, not a 24 hour thing. And then I realized, no, because a lot of that's going to be off trail navigating. So it's not like you're on a 10 or 15 miles of trail where you can just put your head down and book it. You're going up and down mountains, and you're pulling out your or your navigation stuff, and you're trying to figure out the right right path there and stuff. And so it, you may get there fast if you pick a good route, or you may, may be really frustrating and slow. <clears throat> Either way, you're not moving four miles per hour. So yeah. what device or medium are you using on the water? Kayak, canoe, paddleboard? Yes, probably. A mastercraft boat? Any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so usually kayak... I think kayak or uh and I just feel like one mile on a kayak is like, oh, that's a long ways. So Yeah, five, <clears throat> five to ten miles is what it's saying. And that's like course. five to ten like maybe a five, but it might be twice that. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> oh babe, we've paddled five miles and we're not even close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like that's you, when you start yelling at each other. It's like like a hundred miler or a two hundred miler. That's a big difference there. That's a, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like the first time so when we worked at the outdoor program, Greg, and we had the the IKs, they come in a, a one person inflatable kayak or ducky and a two person inflatable kayak or, or ducky. And the at some point, someone referred to the two-person as a divor- divorce boat, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty funny. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the divorce boat and the divorced boats. And then the, div- and then the singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to look. I think I read that most people are going to do a kayaks, um, but it just like is- Like sit-on-top type deals? Sure. Sit-on-top, sit-inside, okay. whichever. Yeah. Is this like... 
uh, Jenny Lake or like Cascade or whatever that lake is? Do you know where? It doesn't say. It just says the location <clears throat> will be the beautiful Swan Valley, Idaho, somewhere around there. And that's like the Driggs side of things. Okay. So um, You'd have to imagine people who live, live there definitely have a, an advantage because they're familiar with the terrain and stuff. But Yeah. So what are, what are the water places near Driggs? Is Palisades close to Driggs? Is that what it is? So there's Alpine. Right. At the base of like the Hoback Junction stretch, is right. that is that is that Palisades? I don't remember. There's that big lake, and I always drive by. I'm like, this is incredible, and I never remember the name. So there's Palisades <clears throat> Reservoir, I think is is the one that that you're t- talking about. I'm talking about struggling a little. Tinking bit. of, <laughs> tinking <laughs> of. I think it's Palisades. Um, I mean that would make sense, but yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know. Let's see. So Swan Valley, Idaho. Uh, yeah, I think, let's see, what's this? Res- yeah, Palisades Reservoir is the one right close to there. Oh. So you got to work out. You got to. Yeah, right there by Alpine. Yeah, so we're gonna. I'm gonna have to drop some pounds. Oh, I was gonna tell you, um, we did this blog on the beginning of Gear Thirty, and basically, I'm yeah, like, I read that. It was so good. McKenna so- did a fantastic job for not being a part of it, and so she interviewed Mark, the owner, and and myself. She asked if. You wanted to be involved. I said, yeah, he probably would be, but I guess she never reached never out. Never reached out. And she, But she, I think what she came to, uh, the conclusion was it's like same story from just another point of view, or more or less. The right point of view, though. That's the <laughs> Correct, thing. correct. Um, but I was digging through pictures. She said, I need pictures. And so I found the one where you and I were giving a rope away at the front. To It was our first real giveaway. Was it a... During the climbing festival in April of 2012. Was it at the front or was it at Weber State? No, it was at the front. Cause, it was. Cause, huh? Yeah, it was at the front. We did our first, uh, it, I mean, public appearance. It was at Weber State, but then their comp or whatever was yeah, at the front. Yeah, that's right. So, and we're both in black Gear 30 t shirts, and I'm as, as small as you are. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, what we- I'm talking about. <laughs> But that's the thing, though, is back then I was already 20 pounds heavier than I was when I got married. But I was like 185 pounds, 180 pounds. I still look skinny. And I look at I look at those pictures and think, oh, my gosh, I was a boy. You look good. I, I look, look real good because I, <laughs> I put on about 30, 40 pounds. But, yeah, that was a great picture. I really like that photo. It's, it's motivating. <laughs> Well, yeah. good luck on your on yeah, your adventure so, race. Yeah, it'd be good. I'm gonna we're gonna get training. We, I'm uh, just starting to. I'm gonna start to build a climbing wall. Yeah. In uh, in my basement. Is there climbing in the race? No, but it's just a Repel- way of repelling. Sometimes there's repelling. yeah. Sometimes there's repelling. Sometimes there's a little bit of like mellow climbing, but um, not in this race. I don't think. You know what would be fun place just, is Southern Utah with a little bit of canyon type stuff. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Big repels. Yeah. Huh. Um, <clears throat> sorry, you know, that's so okay. that it's the Mountain Dew. Yeah. Um, I was telling Brandon, I, I went climbing on Tuesday for the first time in, I think it's like 20 months since I've been climbing. And it shows. And I, it, oh, it very much shows. <laughs> but I forgot how much I like climbing. It's like, so fun. Climbing's fun. Yeah. And climbing's an interesting sport because it, when you do it, when you're in it, it's so, uh, Immediately addicting. addicting. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Well, it was frustrating too because I've, I mean, I used to climb a lot and I don't think I ever climbed as much as you two did when you guys were in your prime. We were I mean, pro. You guys are still in yeah. your prime, but you know, 
Anyways, thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, Greg's in books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I am. In, I am in books. Yeah, on five nines. <laughs> <laughs> All that matters. <laughs> You're in a book, Greg. <laughs> With my shaggy hair. <laughs> it was awesome. All that matters. But we're sitting there climbing, and there's people that literally have been climbing for a day, and they're out climbing me, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Time, well, to get, time to get back into this. So I a, bought, age oh, and time levels the playing field, though. Bought me some new climbing shoes today, and I'm back. Nice. I'm going to climb. All right. But yeah. you were in inside the gym. Yeah, we were just bouldering inside. Well, but. I know it's not a like a close drive, but once I get my wall built, I need someone to come and climb with me to like push me. And, yeah. Okay. And, uh, because I'll bring over Emerson. You know, <laughs> there you go. You know, climbing. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> You know, climbing by yourself is like, yeah, it's kind of fun, but it gets boring pretty quickly. I think my goal is to just put on an ebook or something, uh, or ebook, e an audio book. I'm just going to read an ebook on my phone while I climb. Yeah. No, I'm going to put in, put on an audio book and just see if I can see how long I can stay on. Now the I used to, like I mean, it's hard to climb on ropes by yourself, but, um, I, I used to really enjoy going to the boulder field by myself. Really? Yeah. And then I was just hoping that nobody else was in the boulder field because <laughs> I don't like people apparently, but it was strangers or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I really, I, I used to go by myself bouldering often. Yeah. Same thing happened though when I skateboarded, but here's kind of the psychology behind that. When I was skateboarding with friends, I realized I sucked at a few things and I wanted to get better. And so I would skateboard by myself. And when I would boulder with friends, it was like that competition of like, okay, he almost pulled off this route. I'm going to go up by myself and practice and get stronger. And next time we go, I'm going to I'm going to pull it off. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a competitive thing. But I also really enjoy being in nature alone. Yeah. One with the rock. <laughs> See, and when I went climbing, I, I almost never bouldered outside. I would pretty much the only time I bouldered outside was during competitions. Um, I always bouldered in the gym and rope climbed outside. So sport climbing, oh, track back, climbing, There was whatever. only one, well, there was no gym and then there was the Ben Loman gym and that was it. Yeah. If you remember that one. Yeah, I, I do. I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Had a birthday party there one time. When you Troy, were, Troy when Lincoln. Seven, back before I even knew what climbing was. Managed it and, uh, at the time. Yeah. So you probably met him there. But anyway, so, well, adventure racing, good luck. Probably wrap this one. We're 25 in, but I'm excited to hear more about your training first and then the details on when you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe on one of these future episodes, we can get into that a little bit. I think, uh, doing I think, squats. I think your, I think training is like, uh, when it comes to adventure racing, it's not like a, it's not like bike training. If you're doing a bike race, you got to bike a ton and then your upper body gets wiry and lightweight and weak and all that stuff. But you get really good at biking and not very good at climbing for example yeah. i think with adventure racing you just have to kind of be good at everything full body fitness um because paddling you've got to have strong shoulders strong core that sort of thing biking you got to have strong leg mountain biking you got to have strong legs and and upper body and then hiking you just got to be able to like hike straight up and down steep hills and stuff that's a that's another and when you get done, you got to make sure your legs aren't blasted for the next exercise. Right. So, yeah, I think adventure racing is pretty cool in that it requires uh, kind of all of a full body fitness as well as it requires a mental uh, ability to 
you know, think clearly, navigate, even when you're exhausted, all that type of stuff. I'll get with you. I wrote a book in my head once called Adventure Ready. And that was sort of the theme behind it was be ready for, you know. Right. So you can just go adventure it. Yeah. It's like couch to adventure race is what that is. (laughs) There you go. All right. Cool. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you uh, are interested in uh, adventure racing, I would suggest checking out this Rocky Mountain Adventure something or other series. I forget. Now, you're not paid to say this, are you? No. Rocky Mountain Adventure Series. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not paid. Uh, I just didn't even know that it existed until literally an hour ago when my wife sent me the link and said, let's do this. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. We, we've been looking for adventure races. The cl- there are some adventure races in the East and there's some like, uh, like in Washington state and stuff like that, but we didn't really find any, there were a few defunct, um, adventure races here in Utah, like years ago they used to have them. They don't anymore. So we thought we were kind of out of luck. We were going to have to travel somewhere far, but these are close enough. This is pretty cool. So anyway, maybe we'll, I'll see some of our listeners there one day and they can say, Hey, I heard about this race on your podcast. That'd be so cool. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends if you would and check out gear30.com. That's G E A R T H I R T Y.com. Um, for all of your, your outdoor needs from backcountry skiing to resort skiing to backpacking, camping, climbing, all of that stuff. We, we carry it all. We don't carry mountain bikes, but that's about it. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo-hoo.